this is Cody, and I present to you this very important message. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or positions of the host employers. Any content provided by our hosts is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone, or anything for that matter. Thank you and God bless. Three, two, one, mark. Welcome back to the episode, our very own Mr. Aaron. Chavez, uh, Cody will be with us at some point today. He said he put a kid on fire or he Donald Trumped one and just fired a kid. Some, the text says, <laughs> I'm putting out kid fired. Um, I assume that means kid fires, but because they're two-year-old twins, um, this could be multiple things. Maybe it's like a meltdown about bedtime or maybe one of them actually started a fire. So, who knows? He said, y'all get started without me. I'll join when I can. So, if you hear this and Cody's in here, he made it. If we get to the end and Cody didn't make it, if you have his number, text him because he may be dead from toddler homicide. I don't know. Definitely check in on that one. Don't leave a buddy behind. (laughs) Don't leave a dad behind. That's right. How long has it been, Aaron? Uh, So, last week was... Myself and Cody, we did our our uh, covers that should have never deserved to be made episode. And then we okay. had JMW Inc. before that, which was Jonathan and myself. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. And then you were on, the, then we had a four-way before that. Okay. Yeah, we had a four-way episode before that. So it's been three weeks. It was definitely a four-way. Yeah. It's been three weeks. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, man. It's good to be back. Um, yeah. It's what have I been doing? Um, You've been regaling new I mean? stories of 150-mile uh, bike rides with Snickers oh, and yeah. sushi and pocket dogs. Man, that glizzies, my friend. I believe in the glizzy. I hear Obama is the throat goat <laughs> when it comes to glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that meme? No. What is this about? Okay. It's it's dope. Uh, you talk... Well, I, th- I think I can get there real quick. Uh, Obama. What do you need me to talk? What do you need me to talk oh, about? Oh no, no, no I got this. Up this picture, you got to post it to the the gram if you're still doing that kind of shit. Yeah. So um, it's basically it's a story. It's a it's like a Twitter. It's either Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. So it's on Twitter, um, and it's four pictures of um, Obama eating hot dogs, right? And the OP, the original poster says Obama really the glizzy gulper. And then some uh, some other guy says Tr- Trump could never throw that much glizzy, and he's got uh, <laughs> he's got like heart eye emoji kind of thing. And then the uh, this guy whose Twitter handle is Bernie Johnson MAGA twenty American flag says yes he could idiot. And then Scott replies with you mad Obama the throat goat. And then Bernie Johnson in all caps with exclamation points says he isn't throat goat Trump. Cause- Trump could throat more than him any day, and that's the end of the interaction. <laughs> it's basically I love this. If Trump, I were, mean, this is 
Gonna... I wish that's where the uh, the election was handled between who could be the funnier of of the two. Um, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I just put it and up also, in the chat. <laughs> Trump would never be caught dead choking down a glizzy. No, and uh, th- I mean that's why Obama's one of the man. He's a man of the people. I mean, the bottom, all of his weird the, imperfections. The bottom right photo of this is. I mean, he's got some high end glizzy here because it's got a. It's definitely like a pretzel bun bun that he's going to town in. Um. Okay. Well, I I got a glizzy or I got a corn dog from uh. Yeah, good for him. Good lord. <laughs> Are you, did yeah. you just pull up the link? It's dope, right? I love that. <laughs> I man, I love a I love a good ballpark dog, <laughs> sausage on a hoagie, whatever. Yeah, and you can dress them up as much as you want, or as little. But I gotta tell you, like, I think I was on mile forty or mile fifty of that bike ride, and I was, I'd been feeling sorry for myself the entire day. Like, I just was not in the mood to ride my bicycle. So I pulled out that corn dog, and I noshed on it, and all of a sudden I felt happier. Like, I had this sensation where I was like, oh, man, I'm actually having fun out here today. Ha, ha, ha. Later I'll tell my friends how much I love cycling. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes after that that I started getting depressed again, and I was like, you know what? I remember I had a zebra cake right here. <laughs> and then, you know, the happiness comes back because your, your brain's, like, probably high on sugar or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, sugar highs are, sugar highs are great. I did, some, I did some long walking at one point in my military career, and uh, Skittles and Sour Patch Kids made, the all, made all the difference. Like, once you pass mile 15, it's just anything to – Anything to give your body sugar and give your mind happiness. Yeah. Gummy bears. Gummy bears are a lifesaver out on the road. Man. Yep. Love me some gummy bears. Those will do it. I got a couple snicker bars, too, but uh, never really got to those. (laughs) Anyhow. Yeah. That's good. What have you been up to? Uh, Sounds like... Sounds like school. Yeah, so I'm... uh, The way I have my classes slotted so they're eight week courses um and so like i have one course will start and it'll be so we'll call that course a and course a all these courses are eight weeks courses and then i overlap them right so i have four weeks where it's just one course and then i have four weeks where course a is ending and course b is beginning right so it's the last half of course a overlapped with the first half of course b and then, four weeks later, I have the last half of course B that's overlapping with the first half of course A, or course C. And then I have four weeks where course C is ending. So it's 12 weeks. I'm fitting 24 weeks worth of courses into 16 weeks. That's what it is. I'm fitting 24 weeks worth of courses into 16 weeks. Um and it's, I mean, it's fine. Um, right now it's easy because, well, it's not easy, but it's easier because uh, the the professors that I have at the moment, um, the whole class is open, right? And I always, when I see that the whole class is, always, uh, is open, I always email them first. I'm like, hey, nothing in your policy. 
nothing in your syllabus, nothing in here says don't work ahead. I'm going to let you know that I will, I'm going to be perpetually one to two weeks ahead at all time because this is what my work schedule looks like. This is what my college schedule looks like. Oh, by the way, now I also have a kid and all this stuff and I have to manage 12 acres with my wife of chores. And so, um, like I'm in, I'm actually so far ahead in my second class right now. I don't know what week we're on. I think we're on week two. I think week two started today. Um, but I've turned in everything all the way through week four. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I can, yeah, I'm, I'm like three full weeks ahead and I'm hoping by the end of the week I can get everything in through week. I'm hoping to be done with this class next Wednesday. <laughs> in ba- That's awesome. I mean, like, cause you know, let's pretend like a bad day happens. <clears throat> you know, you, you could stand to take a day off of it. And still come back to it and still be ahead. Yeah, the only th- and I think that's a great place to be. Yeah, the only thing that I have to do is this is one of those mandatory online interaction courses. Um, so I have to post, which is fine because she's even letting me post. Um, I can make all my posts right now, which is what I'm working on is just getting eight weeks worth of posts in. Um, okay, and then you have to do replies, but as long as you're current on your replies, like you just check in on a Monday or Tuesday and do your replies. Yeah, so, right? yeah, of course, uh, the class week starts on a Wednesday, ends on a Tuesday. Oh, those are great because you can even skip one. And it's like, you know, a post can be like 1.2 point up to like four points or something. So, yeah, admittedly, like uh, the last, so during my summer semester, the last course I had taken um, I'd done all the math and by the end of week six, whether I turned stuff in or whether I got like, if I turned everything in, cool. Um, if I turned no more assignments in and straight up got zeros on everything, I was walking away with a 91 in the class, which means I'm getting an A. So like I got a 4.0 for that course. So admittedly, I emailed the professor and I go, hey, mathematically, this is where I stand. I'm carrying a 99.6 right now. You have two more two more assignments which are turned in uh, both of these assignments only equal 60 something points um, even if I don't turn anything else in and partic- don't participate for the rest of the course I, I, I can't walk away with lower than a 91 um, I said I understand the application of this course I have read the material I just don't want to turn anything else in he goes I mean I, I can't do anything other than give you zeros and your math is correct. And I was like, okay, I'll, if anything fun in the discussion happens, like I'll jump in and participate. But just so you know, I'm, I don't plan on turning anything else in. And he goes, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you taking the course. Uh, thanks for your honesty. It's like, thanks. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this in no way applies to my major. So I don't really care. This is like one of those. Have you ever maintained a relationship with an educator? Because I actually, um, I took, this one guy in college well I took actually a few classes with a few different professors three or four times but with one of them he in the syllabus would pass out a cell phone number and be like look if you got questions here's my number you know like I I uh, did in my I did so I would take him up on that stuff and as it turns out I've I've known him since I started at UW and wrapped up at UW and for a while there I was kind of like texting him once a year but then we started talking a little bit more um and like you know he's you know maybe 20 or 30 years older than me but his wife just passed away from cancer like we kept up in that way where 
you know, I'd be like, hey, man, check this out. I'm doing this stuff or whatever. He was cool as shit, man. It was, I had that kind of, anyway. Yeah, I, you? I did when I was um, on campus, so like 18, 19, like the, right out of high school um, when I was physically on campus there because, one, it was a, it was a tiny, tiny university. Um, the, the, all the scholastic buildings, um, let me do that. Yeah. So there was one, two, three. I think there was only three buildings where classes were taught on campus. Um, and like, so all to give you an idea that, that whole campus would have fit in or the whole academic portion of the campus where where academia commenced um, outside of like the gym and the sports complexes all that would have fit inside the motor pool in Korea twice uh, maybe three times uh, wow. it, 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 it was tiny it's tiny 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 uh, you know I matriculated my freshman class was 250 uh, I'm sorry 500 people because it was 250 girls 250 boys exactly um, and the average graduating class was about 60 to 80 people because so many people transferred out. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's smaller than most high schools kind of thing. Um, in fact, Stadium High there, um, right down the road from you, would have been would have been about the size would have been about the same size as our biggest building on campus, which was three stories. Um, and like one floor that was just prof- was just uh, academic was like professors' offices, and then you had two floors of it, which were classrooms. So tiny, 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 tiny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you're talking. I had like for all my marketing courses, there was only um, there was only two professors that taught upper level marketing. Um, so if you didn't have one, you had the other. Uh, the same thing with your accounting courses. If you didn't have one, you had the other, and then generally. Like at least on that campus, you, your advisor was one of the two professors inside of your major, and then your freshman year because it's liberal arts, and so you have to knock out all these first year requirements um, unless you tested out of it. Like I tested out a bunch of math stuff, right? So I had all this extra stuff laying around, and what they would do is, hey, I'm going to put you in one of my accounting courses and I'm going to put you in the other professor's accounting courses freshman year um, and then at the end of that decide who you want your uh, academic advisor to be do you like the way this person taught do you like the way I taught you know if it's in your major that's kind of how they did it oh that's great yeah yeah we had, we had something pretty similar um, anyway y- I guess you presumably got a Kept up with somebody though for over the years, right? Uh, I don't anymore. The um, economics, pr- um, the economics professor was was super cool. Um, he uh, he hooked us up with this, uh, not New York Times, Wall Street Journal. I think yeah, he hooked us like all of his students. He had some some deal worked out or knew the ins and outs where he effectively got like all all of his students. Um, a year subscription to the Wall Street Journal for a dollar and he had it all worked out and we like we had to just process it through him and he sent all this paperwork in 
um, we'd see him around campus and because it was such a small campus, like, you know, and at the time I was a smoker. And so we knew which professor smoked and we'd all, you know, we, there was only a couple places where all the smokers hung, hung out and we'd like hang out with the professors and talk about stuff outside of class. Um, there's a couple uh, theology professors that I didn't even have, uh, but were really cool to hang out with just cause they had those like super like way out there ideas. Um, and then the president of the university invited uh, invited students over to his um, to his house, like on campus, off campus kind of thing, super regularly for like once a month. He would just like pick uh, a handful of students, like twenty of them, and invite them over for stuff at his house. Well, I mean, funny enough, um, some of those people in in passing whether it be you know in, at the smoke pit or or at open office hours can i've found have taught me some very interesting lessons and and this is where it gets funny the question that i ask people is why does this matter actually came from this guy that i i was i kept up with over the years um but again you know his his spouse did pass away and i would be remiss to to definitely not thank the the fred hutchison cancer center in seattle so maybe we plug that um that would be super cool because you know that that whole uh, why does this matter thing which we've asked here on the podcast uh, for maybe our longer format things um maybe to no great effect but but we've definitely tried to keep that at the heart of things um at least when we're talking about the news so yeah yeah fred hutchison uh cancer center in seattle yeah, uh, Cancer Research Center, Fred Hutchin- Hutchinson. I was spelling it wrong. It's a five hundred one. It's a five hundred one C three in Seattle. Uh, known as yeah, Fred actually, Hutch I need or to, the Hutch. I need to go ahead and make my my donation. But um, tax ID nine one dash one nine three five one five nine. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a hundred bucks on there <sighs> as soon as we finish. Uh, hit and record or uh wrapping up i i gotta pay attention to it but uh i'd planned on kind of doing that the guy again his wife also taught at uw she i just never took one of her classes so yeah pretty cool it's dope yeah unfortunately i um i don't don't, it's the same thing with like the military i'm i don't know if i'm super picky with who i keep up with um i'm very fortunate that i have a lot like I have a lot of people in my phone book that I could, I could send a text to, um, and they'd answer me within a day or two, you know, uh, that, I don't know what you call it. Um, there's a Cody's here. I was marking it. Um, but yeah, there's Mark. It's kind of nice because I kind of just go through like, Hey, what part of the country am I going to? who do I know in that part of the country? Let me hit up this person I haven't talked to in five years, see if they want to get together, you know, what are they doing, that kind of thing. Um, But, you know, if you're talking like academia or even the military, I don't, there's not a lot of people. Like Culver, I, maybe every three years I see something that reminds me of him and I send it to him. I'm like, hey man, you know, thought thought about this. Uh, But you are you and like four people from hood or five people from hood and Amanda Curry, not Amanda Curry, Amanda, um, 
Why can't I think of her name? Blonde, blonde girl from Korea, Aaron. Um, the she was the enforcer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I remember. She's she was tough stuff. Yeah. So those are like, and, and that's very sparingly only because we're in a meme chat. Uh, you're the only military person that I text outside of like work conversations. I have no shit. I've been at this job since what May, um, and somebody asked me something about my unit that you know was just right there on the airfield and I couldn't remember the name of the guy that I'd worked with for two years because I just was like yeah I don't know sure that guy over there I got his phone number let me look at him oh yeah you know Bill that was his name probably a factor like in the military folks get you know moved around so they kind of become replaceable cogs yeah I mean maybe it's just the way I view it because I you also, you know, you also have like sociopathic tendencies. Like you probably don't think anyone other than you is real. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing y'all right now. I think you're real. JM just suffers from like main character syndrome. Yeah, some, uh, <laughs> some narcissistic, yeah, we're narcissistic all, uh, tendencies. Robots out here, buddy. <laughs> no, you're so not. You know. You're not robots. You're just not the main character. Um, yeah. you both. Yeah. I mean, both yeah. of you no, are. Fi- you are. Yeah, both of you are fine. You're just supporting actors in my uh, epic. You know, yeah, like you know, you're on the hero's journey, and then we have, uh, you know, what's the Marty is uh, the wizard. How about that? <laughs> like he's the one with the magic sword that he's oh, gonna give you. You know, wizard. Then like it just brings up really bad connotations. How so, about uh, sorcerer? <laughs> sorcerer. So I was. Yeah, oh shit. So I was gonna go that along the route. Ra- I was gonna go along the route. Oh, there's of, other people here like me. Yeah. Weird. I was going to go along the route of uh, y'all are like Paris Hilton and this is Repo the Genetic Opera. So like, uh, yeah, so you guys I are big so name. You guys are big names. It's just like a small role with a big You're name. You're carrying the movie, but then the movie's really bad as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's really you're bad. also it, you're it's also really bad, and it has a very strong gay following. That is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dude. that's wonderful. Either that, or you're you also just came in here with a fucking home home run. That was wonderful. I got it. I will absolutely cheers that. Dude, good to see you. How yeah. you been? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah, it was just kid fires, not like work fires. So that was, that's it's a nice change of pace. Okay, so now the okay. de- the is debate that, is that an Oktoberfest there? I see it is. Uh, it's a uh, Tusher or some shit like that. It's recommended as like best Oktoberfest you can get stateside easily, and it, it's pretty good for a fest beer. Now, yeah, Cody, I mean our fest beer game out here has been off the hook. Yeah. I couldn't be more happy. Oh, I bet it. Seattle's got some good ones. I had a really good one last week. Um, what uh, what kind of what kind of container would you be drinking that out of? This would be a stolen uh, moss from uh, well, no, it's not from uh, the beer garden. Nice. Do you, know what, do you know why it's called a moss, Aaron? <laughs> moss Vita good times? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What do you got, buddy? Because you can put moss fajitas in it. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's quite literally. It's just a big beer. I just yeah. didn't know if you knew. It's a half liter. That is a half yeah, liter. So okay. That's a half yeah, liter. Yeah, so the, or is that the, the can third size was 16.9 ounces, and it fit every ounce of it in there. Yeah. It should be it. See, when you get the American Oktoberfest, they're all like 12 ounces. Like, fuck, I have to like open up one and a half beers for this. Mm-hmm. 
They make you open your own beers. What do you mean? Uh, Washington State's weird. There, uh, you can't open your own beers. No, I mean out. like I I buy beer from the grocery store. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Well, yeah. that one shows like, like whoa. Uh, no, I have a bartender that actually shows up to my house, <laughs> has the bar key <laughs> and everything. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one later. Like, I'm sorry. I'm it's awesome. one of those like Oregon rules. You can't pump your own gas, so you also can't. <laughs> Jersey, I forgot Dude, about, about that. By the way, fucking Jersey's like that. that. So I think one of the states was going to vote it out. Oregon, Oregon got rid of it. To. Yeah, Oregon was getting rid of it. Jersey still has it. Um, and I lied, Cody. A Moss Krug is uh, one liter. I thought it was because I have a shit ton of Moss Krug somewhere. Uh, so because the fond on, the fond on them is uh, the fond on them was like two euro. It's like the deposit they pay on them. Aaron, yeah. Th- Aaron, you need to go to Germany and drink. Go to a festival because it's super cool. You get, um, you pay what's called a fond, um, and that's a deposit. And it's a deposit on your beer bottle. It's a deposit on your beer glass. It doesn't matter. They're they're huge on like making sure they get the glass back. So if it's a dollar fifty, yes, they have a glass glass shortage in Europe. That makes sense. Sure. I'll add it to the sh- yeah yeah. So I guess technically this is not a moss because it's not it's a half fucking, it's a half liter it's a half moss yeah. So it's just a Krug then hop moss yeah yeah. Sure. Um, okay, well, but Aaron, um, Aaron, you'll love it because is there a rich cycling culture there because you have a rich beer yes. culture in Germany. Yeah, there's a huge cycling culture. Uh, if you're awesome. not if you're not walking twenty miles, you're biking eighty in Germany. Okay, well, I mean that's right up my alley. Yeah. But yeah, it's dope. Uh, you go to you go to a festival. Beer's two fifty. Uh, your first beer is going to cost you three dollars because there's going to be a fifty cent fond on it. Um, and basically, you take your glass back every night or every time. Um, and then every beer after that is two fifty. And at the end, you'd be like, "Hey, I'm returning the glass," and they give you fifty cents back. Um, and usually, what they'll do is they give you like a little chip. Um, so you have uh, fond tokens. Uh, it's like a little plastic chip or something like that. Or yeah, pole. I think at the when I stopped in the Augustine or Brow, they did that. Yeah, they have like little fond chips. Uh, so if you make it all the way to the end of the night of whatever festival you're at, you can rake in by just looking on the ground for fond chips. Uh, because they don't. It's not like honor system. They just you know if you have freaking fifty chips at fifty cents a piece, they're going to give you twenty five dollars back. Um, oh yeah, and that's that. Yeah, that's your Ubon pass, and then uh, probably a bratwurst. Hundred percent. Yeah. So <laughs> I have like I have a shit ton of um, Krugs of. I think I have one Moss Krug from uh, Myers Brewery, and then I have a ton of um, Gluvine glasses from all the Christmas marks. Yeah, I, I got a couple of those from. Uh, because I'm like, oh yeah, I paid fifty cents for this cup for this cool hand painted ceramic glass, or like even the big ones, I paid two dollars for what? Yeah, Thanks prob- for the cool cups, suckers. Yeah, and it's it's like labeled with the brewery you're at. It's tagged. It's theirs. And you're like, oh, I paid two dollars for this piece of glassware that would cost me eighteen to thirty dollars anywhere else. So like, yeah, I'm gonna take a beer and then I'll just sneak it out of my girlfriend's purse or my buddy's backpack or whatever the case may be and I'll just eat the two dollar fond. Fuck it, who cares? Brittany's, Brittany's getting very discerning about like, do you need another one of these? We have a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you probably but you saw him in she my She doesn't say pl- that when I steal steak knives. She likes me stealing steak knives. Yeah. 
Aaron, you probably saw him in Korea. I had all those like little glasses all the way. I always decorated my barracks rooms with the glasses all the way around the top, all my like tiny little glue cups. Who knows? Uh, man, I couldn't. Yeah, I was pretty hammered back then, so I don't. But also, I believe you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that sounds like a, a place I'd like to go. Yeah, my uh, my sister is there right now. I've, there's been sending a ton of pictures and videos of them. Uh, they did the fest, uh, I think, on Monday, which there's solid no, move. There's no reason to go to, to go to Oktoberfest. I think there's every reason to go. No, there is when you're 20. There's no reason when you're 40. Uh, I mean, that's that's my whole. You're, that's my whole like plan for my 40th birthday is going back. Oh my god! Well, I got to tell you, I just got back from San Francisco and I was in Chinatown, and they had like some kind of festival going on for that, and that was absolutely legit. Uh, nothing quite like a uh, Oktoberfest, but when you talk about like international things to do, an Oktoberfest sounds actually not like a bad time. Hey, I had a, um, I had a great too great of a time. I woke up in a hospital tent and peed brown for a day. Yeah. So again, but if you were to go on like a Monday or a Tuesday, yeah, no, you were I'm going, going if I'm in going your thirties, if I'm going as a forty-year-old with my wife and can, friends, can I make can I make a recommendation? Like, can I make a okay, recommendation on top of that? So one, well, you want to go take a nap or something? Well, no, Oktoberfest is a waste because all the beer that you're drinking there, you can get stateside. Um, it's yeah, it's Hofbrau, it's, it's, it's fucking uh, Leuvenbrau, it's Hacksher Force. It's just not good beer. My recommendation is you go to Bavaria, specifically um, in uh, Franken. So, like, Oberfranken, Uberfranken, um, any of that. But you go to Northwest Bavaria, uh, like Bamberg and that. And you go during Bach beer season. Bach beer season is going to start... in the middle of October, right effectively after uh, Oktoberfest ends, and it runs all the way, depending on how many breweries are in the area. So I can speak to Bamberg because it has six original breweries, 80 within the city limits, and like 150 within the Landkreis or the county. Um, and each one of them has their own day. Can you comment on cycling culture and the weather? Uh, yes, I can. So each one of those breweries has their own day where they serve their Bach beer for one day only. Oh, that's um, cool. And you plan it out, and you go to the major breweries. Um, Aaron, you'll love it. It is So the weather during that time is going to be very much like Seattle, so it's going to be, um, it's gonna be like, like maybe microburst of, uh, microburst of rain. It's going to be super overcast for the most part. Um, but it's it's dry, which is very nice. Um, like it's a dry air. Um, it's cool. You know, we're talking maybe high forties at night, mid to low sixties during the day. Um, the days where it's sunny, um, you're gonna sweat even though it's sixty outside. Uh, depending on where you're at in the area, you're on two thousand to three thousand year old cobblestone. Um, once you get out of the cities, the cities are super compact. Um, and then immediately outside, it's just rolling farmland and hills. Um, and the cars really take care for cyclists and stuff like that out there. So it's super safe place to be. 
um, when opposite you're on bikes. Opposite of Texas. 100%. It's opposite of Vegas, where you saw those dickhead teens intentionally hit the cyclist. Uh, they're just getting charged for murder, too. Are you talking about the coal roller boys? Uh, no, the one that happened last week. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Yeah, uh, Jesus Ayala, teen accused in Las Vegas cyclist hit and run, boasts he'll be out in 30 days. Um, it, quite literally, there's video of these guys who, like, hey, check this out, and directly swerved into them. Um, the 16-year-old who police believe filmed the video from the passenger seat told officers he knew he was being interviewed because he killed that guy on a bike. Like, purposely, him and somebody else ran into a dude on a bike, uh, killed him. And Do you ever wonder if, like, the international cobble of automakers have a defense fund in place for people who swerve and kill bicyclers so they can dissuade people from riding bikes? Huh. Too conspiratorial? <laughs> the look on Aaron's face, he's like, huh? What? That makes so much sense now. It does. It's like, yeah, I'll swerve in these bikes. Big autos got me. <laughs> Man. Big Auto took down the trolleys and the streetcars. They're going to take down all those goddamn bicyclists. All right. I got a quick question, question for you, buddy. Hmm. What is in the news and why is it important? Uh, so, so what are you kind of picking up on these days? Um, oh, fun thing that happened. So yesterday. Oh, Scream's going to HBO Max. That's, that, that's something I, I saw. What? How's that? Scream? Yeah, like it's leaving Paramount and it's going to going to Max. That's the only news. Oh, what is today? Shit, the Scream yeah. series. Uh, yeah. So yesterday, the Senate, um, the Senate pushed through a basically like a government shutdown avoidance bill. Um, it passed with like extreme bipartisanship. Um, something like hold on, I have the article up because I actually was going to mention that. Um. It passed 77 to 19, so quick math on that. So four people didn't vote. Um, 77 to 19, it passes the Senate. Uh, it gets kicked oh. It kick, gets kicked down to the House, and the House was like, we're not, that's never going to see the floor. So the uh, Speaker McCarthy, um, through other channels, has made it known that the House can do whatever they think they want to do, um, but they have no intent of doing anything other than shutting Hold the on. government down. Why should we care? They've been doing this for forever. Uh, not for forever. So yeah, it comes under. Um, yeah, how many times have we been shut? How many times have we been exposed to government shutdown in our lifetime? That would be a good question. I am I the youngest? It 34? actually happened for like a week once, right? Well, so there's it, there's happened. There's differences between the sequestration and like. Full-on government shutdown. No, I'm talking about government shutdown. So in the past 40 years, the government shut down 20 times. Um, yeah. It's normal. We, we, did a, we did an episode on this once. Uh, there did. was So the longest one, uh, so two shutdowns during the uh, Clinton administration. That was 26 days total. Um, all right, so let, I have the list right here. So I have the list. So the last government shutdown, actual government shutdown. Is this bill supposed to prevent shutdowns? It was until, so yeah, it was until uh, November 17th. They were going to say, hey, that gives us a month and a half to get through it, to figure something out. 
So this is what happens. Uh, so it shuts down in December 21st, 2018. Republicans control the House and the Senate. It shuts down in January 19th of 2018. Republicans control the House and the Senate. It shuts down September 30th, 2013 under Obama. Republicans You're control... You're just throwing out stats. Can, no, so like... What I'm saying is the last five times it happens. the last five times it's happened, it's been under a Republican control of the House. Four of the last five times, uh, which would be two under Clinton, one under Obama, two under Trump, the Republicans also controlled the Senate. Uh, under Trump, it lasts 34 days for the second one, two for the first one. Uh, under Obama, it shut down twice, one for 21, one for 16, and then one for... I'm sorry, uh, it happened once during Obama for 16 Man, days. You're, yeah. you're, again, and you're spitting numbers. Each of, these, what? each of these times, I feel like the Republican side kind of welcomes it because they, they think that, okay, we'll shut it down, and people realize we don't need that much government. All right, so... And then well, they, ju- Aaron's then asking, they just Aaron's, vote it all back in place. Aaron's asking why it doesn't matter, so let's talk about messaging for one. Um, so why does it matter? Uh, let's talk about some Republican messaging. Big on the Republican messaging is border. Uh, security of the border, hey, keep all the brown people from coming in, taking the jobs we don't want. Um, and part of the government shutdown is... You no longer funding, uh, you're no longer funding border patrol. So, okay, that's one reason why. So did we just get like a, a federal initiative to down. go like keep certain troops active at the border? Wasn't that a thing that just happened? And yeah, so that's is, different, right? Because isn't there for, like mixed that, results depending that, on who the that's Texan paid for? Is that's paid for by the state though? So in this case. Governor, uh, no, I think what no, Aaron's I talking about. Federal. A few, a few, well, over the weekend or so, Biden committed a few hundred federal troops, okay. or regular army I guys, down to the border. Okay, yeah, cool story. Uh, I don't know the details. I just know it happened. So, same pot of money. It's all federal funding. That would, it, it doesn't stop. Aaron, you, you and I both know that we both were in the military during uh, government shutdowns. Um, we know that. The only difference is we don't get paid, but we still have to go to work because they're going to tell us, hey, you get paid on the backside. So, like, yeah, the federal troops would be there. Um, in theory, I don't know how the agencies work. Not sure that would work. But funding does stop. So, like, um, actually, we're both, we all three of us have military stuff here. So, we know that the military does not run 100% of the installation. So, guess who's not showing up to work? During all those days of government shutdown, contractors, any of the co- any of the contractors, they know where the bodies are buried. You don't, you want to pay those guys? Yeah. So the DA civilians will show up because they're guaranteed pay, but none of the contractors are going to show up because they're not guaranteed pay. Uh, so you run into whole huge issues with that. Uh, the other major place that this is going to have effect is uh, people on like I don't know federal assistance, like WIC. SNAP benefits, shit like that, whatever the federal federal food assistance is, um, welfare, uh, the trailer parks full of people flying whatever flags they want to fly are no longer getting the money they need and they can't buy milk and bread for their families. Or fudge rounds. Whatever fudge it is, rounds. you're telling you're telling me that's the backbone of America that actually gets impacted. Yeah, hundred percent. Um and then 
like I said, any contractors, anybody with a government contractor is just not getting paid, um, so they're just not going to show up, and their contractor is probably going to stand behind them. Yeah, looking at okay, these well, numbers. About, looking at these. What numbers. about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Oh, T Swizzle. Yeah, they're a thing now. Okay, so that's, that's a big deal. I heard something about sales going up a million percent. Is that a correct figure? <laughs> yeah. So Taylor Swift just made like everyone's, uh, you know, wife and girlfriend all of a sudden really care about football for a weekend at least. Yep, hundred percent. Like, well, I mean, like I cared about football <laughs> for at least one weekend when I went to a 49ers game. I tailgated that jersey bitch. sales like went through the roof for Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah, pretty, you, you gotta love the Taylor Swift uh, effect. effect. The and then you know she's gonna make a several million after they break up. Yeah, I mean, it's all upside. Oh, and all of a sudden his podcast was number one. So, who Kelsey's? Aaron, you got to rig up a Maddie and date Taylor Swift because we need listeners. <laughs> Wait, Travis Kelsey has a podcast? Him and his brother have a podcast. I don't listen to it, but I, I've seen like clips of it on the internet. But um, yeah, the the Kelsey brothers have a have a a podcast, and it was number one over the weekend because Taylor Swift fans just flooded that thing. All right, I like it. So Aaron, you just tell Maddie it's not forever. It's just a little while. It's sort of like a, it's more of a uh, a Cointel Pro situation. Okay, <laughs> you're just going but, deep undercover. Well, we'll see how this works out. Um, I'll let her know. And then let me see what else is in the news. And you'll be back. You'll be back. Oh, here's a good one, uh, Aaron. You probably have thoughts on this. Um, so through some like, I don't know how to explain it. Take it what you will, but uh, Trump effectively called for General Milley's execution, um, <laughs> which yeah. is fucking great. Uh, but is just like another one point, of those things where that was taken out of context. Says, no, 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 no. Did he maybe ask for like a lynching of Millie? No. <laughs> like, um, here it is. Hold on a second. It, it was a really good article. What is the source? So, oh, man. It, well, it's I mean, from, it's the, the source is him. The, hold on, hold on. The source Actually, is Donald what? Trump. I don't care about this one. And the context is exact context. Like he just starts rambling. He's like, uh, yeah, no, in other countries or other times that would have been treason. Yeah, uh, so I read a really good, like, one of the things that this news source on uh, my uh, my phone, that smart news or whatever, once a week, basically, it sends me, like, hey, here's the article out of the Atlantic you need to read this week. Um, and the one that I needed to read this week was a whole profile on General Milley. Um, and so I got to meet General Milley. He pinned me in AAM in, like, 2016 or something like that. Was it, a, was it an arm bar? What an AAM an is Army it, Achievement Medal? Oh, you said he. Pin, I heard you say you. Pinned yeah, he you. pinned he pinned an Army Achievement Medal. I was in a formation of like two hundred people. This formation was fucking miserable. Um, regardless, I, I got to meet the dude. Uh, he's super imposing. Uh, the guy is built like a fucking Abrams. Um, he's just a square human being, um, like a. And he ends up chief of staff, even though he was being recruited for um, the NATO for to be the Allied Supreme Commander. Uh, he was being recruited for the five-star general position and the head of NATO. Um, Man, Supreme Commander has got to be a top job name. Yeah, I don't know. Who, uh, who was the last one? That dude Eisenhower? has the biggest dick. Was Eisenhower the last one? 
No, we've had other Supreme Commanders. Not five stars. Who's the last five star? Schwartzbaum. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf. Let's see the yeah, last. Been bit uh, Desert Storm. Hold on, I'm looking up Supreme Commander five star. Yeah. Uh, there's been five. Well, this is just General of the Army. There's there's been five since 1944. Uh, yeah, it's whoever the last five star commander was. Schwarzkopf sounds right, Aaron. Well, you have George Marshall, Douglas MacArthur, Eisenhower, Henry H. Arnold, which I've never heard of that guy, and Omar Bradley. Oh, Bradley. Of him. Okay, Bradley. Um, here's the tweet, Aaron. Uh, if the fake news reporting is correct, Millie was actually dealing with China to give them a heads up. Uh, give them a heads up on the thinking of the president of the United States. This is an act so egregious that in times gone by, the punishment would have been death. So, which is fucking ridiculous because we've definitely communicated over to Russia like things are still cool here. Don't worry, we're not popping off. Like this, what he did is not that. Yeah. I, Aaron, I almost sent you this article from the Atlantic because it's really cool. Um, it was a really, really good article. As much as I don't give a shit about the military and military biographies and all that stuff, um, it goes into it goes into Millie uh, being pictured uh, walking across Lafayette Square with Trump during the. Uh, during the gassing, as he's walking to the ch- as he's walking to the church, and why he even admits he's yeah. like that was a terrible idea. And as soon as I realized what was happening, I get the fuck out of there. And then immediately, as, as I'm getting the fuck out of there, I've got generals texting me going, "You fucked up. What were you thinking? Making it look like the military has a presence uh, being there, and you just did this." He's like, "I know. I didn't realize what." It was really cool, really good article. Um, but yeah, so that would be the other thing. As, as far as the why do we care okay well I think that's pretty good yeah I, th- I, I don't know I just I figured you'd think the the Mark Milley thing is pretty pretty interesting uh, also Mark Milley's the only person who has a little Wayne song so that's cool yeah yeah I don't know I like when it comes to public figures um, you know put things out there that are uh, politically charged. I'm just, I'm suspect of them. Period. So this, and the way this article is the way that they paint it, it sounds like that they paint it in a way that, um, maybe it captures the voice that he wish he would have had. Uh, cause I suppose that there is a world where you can retract a statement and be genuine with your apology. Or, or how it has come off. So if it, it's from that sphere, then you know I'd, I'd definitely be interested in reading it. The way that send it on over. Yeah, uh, the way this article was written is because it's a long format article, um, and I'm imagining you know if the Atlantic, in the Atlantic as a paper print, pages um, and pages. This is one of those. Pages. Well, yeah, like this is one of those article like or uh, a Playboy article in some cases. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those that's like eight to ten pages long. I mean, I read this. I read this on my phone, scrolling through it uh, for about thirty to thirty-five minutes, um, like in the gym. So you know, two to three minutes at a time, scrolling through it. Uh, and the way the article's written, it, it's done really well because the author puts himself um, in the story. And it's told from the, you know, I arrive at the White House at, or at the Pentagon at 
you know, zero dark 30 on this day to meet with one General Milley. This is not my first occurrence of General Milley. General Milley is, and then, like, he does the the stuff in the back, and then flash forward to what we're doing now, and then stuff in the background, and then what are we doing now? So oh, it, yeah, Tarantino style. Okay. Yeah, it, it does I'm the really that. good back and forth. So the whole, like, the bulk of the interview is effectively this trip to Minot. Is it Minot Air Force Base? Mino? I always think I think it's Minot, right? Minot. Sure. The it's the head of Stratcom, uh, the the missile defense or the the nuclear arsenal, like where they're headquartered at. I think. Uh, but like the bulk of this information is coming with from the author, taking a trip with Millie to go look at America's nuclear arsenal. So, Millie's like, "Yeah, man, I'll give you the interview. We'll talk, but you got to come with me to this shithole base in North Dakota." Uh, so I can go look at these nuclear warheads and stuff like that. Lucky him. That's a that's a that's a free trip. Yeah, and it's super cool. Work. And you know the stuff that sticks out on me is they're talking about they go they flash all the way back to uh, the Trump Kim Jong Un stuff, calling him Rocket Man, and um, Trump blasting off and Kim blasting off about I have a big red button. Well, my big red button's bigger, you know, and mine works. And he recalls that tweet back to Millie where Trump says, I have a big red button and mine works. Um, and the he effectively Millie's response, I don't want to mess this quote up, but I'm going to. Millie's response is. Um, what was the sense that you got? How's that? Well, the response is one man decides to launch the. Or, yeah, one man decides to launch the warheads, but one man does not launch the warheads. And it's effectively like, yeah, he could have told us to do it, but there's this whole, like, thing that's got to happen. And uh, it's basically like saying we wouldn't have done it anyway, even if he'd said it. That that's uh, That is an interesting idea, and it's something that kind of felt upon today uh i randomly got a notification from cnn and uh or cnn um where there was a light colonel in the russian army that detected um five missiles approaching the you know soviet union so protocol for him was to just punch you know send it and all he did was not and as it turns out, it was like this weird reflection from when the sun hit the clouds and it yeah. messed up the radar and it made yeah. it look that like was, that there was. That was under Gorbachev. Yeah, any other time that would have been that guy would have been like fucking against the wall shot. But Gorbachev was a different time. Thank God. Uh, right, I just right. posted the Milli, the so interview he, to the Millie uh, in the, in the link. So he prevented nuclear war, nuclear holocaust, which is terrifying. Um, yeah. So the the Millie quote is, so basically he's like tongue-in-cheeking it, but when asked about whether he would have done it, Millie, he would only say, the president alone decides to launch nuclear weapons, but he doesn't launch them alone. And then he repeats the sentence when asked. Like, can you clarify that? And he's like, the president alone decides to launch nuclear, nuclear weapons, but the, he doesn't launch them alone. We all hold hands together and press the button. Yeah. Um, It's a really good article. Uh, Get behind a paywall. Use, um, oh, God. 
let me uh so you want to use 12foot.io um it's a really good website type in 12foot 12ft.io and then copy and paste that link into the into the URL um, it'll get you behind the paywall in fact so you can read the whole thing in fact I just posted it without the uh old Mark Milley's got his ranger tab and his SF tab huh yeah yeah dude's a dude's bamf I mean the guy's an absolute bamf and he, he was wearing a in several of the photos he's wearing like a 101st patch too he's not even repping like battalion or a group he's just repping a 101st patch he was the he's a, uh, si- he's a he, silent professional. Yeah, he was the cav commander. Was he the? F- I know he commanded a brigade at Fort Hood. I just can't or Fort Cavazos. So I can't remember if he was the first cav. He took over Tenth Mountain. Now, um, at what, one point, what's he? What do you look like, Young? I bet he's a handsome asshole. We got to remember, Young is in the eighties for him. Yeah, um, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was enlisted first. He's a green to gold guy. What? Yeah. This is this is one of my favorites. So during the no no no, he's an ROTC grad. Oh, uh, is he? So this is Princeton. one of my wow. This is one of my favorite uh, portions of the article. Um, they're talking about uh, walking around these Minutemen three um, rockets that are down there. And Millie's talking to the interviewer. Uh, let me get this guy's name or the interviewer's name, uh, Jeffrey Goldberg. Um, and they're talking about this, and this is one of the things that stuck out. So Millie's talking to Jeffrey, and he says, Millie broke the silence. You ever seen one of these before? No, I answered, which is Jeffrey. Millie says, me either. I couldn't mask my surprise. I'm an infantryman, he said, smiling. We don't have these in the infantry. He continued, I'm testifying in front of Congress on nuclear posture, and I think it's important to see these things for myself. It's it's huh. a really good article. Um, it really puts into perspective the what do you, I don't know, like the decision making and how politicized non political roles are supposed to be. You know, me wearing the me wearing the uniform. I am. It is illegal for me to be political as a military as a speaking from my rank and role within the military. It is illegal for me to be political. I cannot use my uh, rank or position to influence politics and to see somebody like General Milley who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff um, at the time and be thrust into a political role and say no I can't be political and trying to walk that line of just straight up advising um, when all that's asked of him is to be a political you know something for some party he Didn't Mattis get the same treatment, forward. though? Say that again, Aaron. Didn't uh, General Mattis get the same same treatment? He got well. He got fucking shit on, and it, again, this this article talks about that too of why Mattis was booted. Um, because and it goes into I don't know how much of it is accurate because it's you know some of it's like well do, uh, President Trump at the time thought this well how do you know what he actually thought because they're not saying well he told this person this about Mattis uh, but the so article so it starts to turn into like 
hearsay. Or... Yeah, so the article speculates that the reason Donald Trump appoints Mattis is because the nickname Mad Dog Mattis, um, and then was upset when <laughs> Mattis goes up there and is actually smart um, and is well thought out and is well spoken. He went, oh, this isn't somebody I can control. Uh, and then he goes into talking about, oh, well, he picks Millie because Millie looks like a fucking tank. He looks like a soldier. He looks like somebody I can put on the front page of a newspaper and scare Putin with because this is what the United States Army is. And then it It'd be turns really it really funny if Minnie, like Millie was with his buddies and you're like, yeah, and that's why I got picked. I look like the guy. Yeah. Hundred percent, but I'm a pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's the he's article not, covers sure the article covers a lot of that. Um, it, again, it's yeah. He talks about um, he talks about you know war crimes and um, how he's trying to explain to where was the do 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 where was the really good. There's a really good quote about um, there's a really good quote and it's from Millie talking about a conversation with um, with President Trump about what we can do <laughs> what we can do in war and like hey can't we just do this stuff and Millie goes no like no 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 we can't just we can't we can't just do that. He's like, no, but you like guys kill people all the time. And he goes, but it's, it's different. <laughs> like it's not, we're not just killing people. Um, yeah. Like there's the whole like legal reasonings. Like every, every time the fucking seal unit takes down some house, there's a bunch of lawyers back home telling them what they can and can't do. It's not just killing. Yeah. Uh, he goes in to mention, um, he goes into mention uh, talking about uh, oh shit you said Navy SEAL Aaron who am I thinking of the dude in California um, the guy who the chief the E9 um, oh Eddie Gallagher Gallagher right um, so he even goes in there he even goes in there um, and talks about like how he told Trump that you can't uh you can't, you can't say it's okay for him to keep his trident. He goes, they, the SEALs are their own tribe. Like, you should not be saying, Gallagher, you can keep your trident. They have a trident board. They have a whole group of SEALs that determine whether this SEAL is in good standing and allowed to wear his trident and all that shit. Um, and Trump's like, no, he can keep it. I'm good with it. And basically, like, just overrules the Navy, overrules the the Trident Council, all that stuff. And he brought in, uh, Millie goes in to bring in an admiral who himself, um, if I'm not mistaken, was a SEAL, and tries to convince him, and he both just basically, you know, he Trump effectively tells both these guys to fuck off, and like, no, I he can keep it. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's super sorry for the uh, UDT guys. That sucks. Yeah. Want to revoke that and, you know, not being able to win that battle. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just political appointees and military boys or whatever. I don't know. 
All right. Yeah, so I'm excited about reading that up. It's a really good article, um, and it, only because Millie's in the news uh, because of that that weird tweet. Um, Shit, man! You listen to anything good these days, or audiobooks, podcasts, rock and roll, country music? What do you got, Cody? JM? Cody? Feel free to weigh in. By the way, I just watched a Charlie Crockett interview, and he's he was he was amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a great show. Uh, Blink-182 just uh, put out two new songs. Their album's coming out next month. They're uh, the first one as a band in a few, over a decade, so excited about that. Don't want to Wasn't see it any. back in April that you told me that they were coming out with a single? Well, they already had one single. It's out. Now there's at least two more. The full album comes out in mere weeks. Okay, so I did not listen to that single initially should i that's on you okay Uh, i bought noah uh, con tickets for moody center in june today so excited about that there you go uh yeah there's been a ton of there's been a lot of music released the past few weeks it's kind of hard to go through it all but um are you talking about the mediocre you're talking about the mediocre turnpike troubadours album or the we like, have a middling turnpike. We have two albums from Zach Bryan. You got Charlie Wesley Godwin's albums, really good. Actually, liking that more than most other shit. Yeah, the Tyler. Tyler's yeah. mid album. It was like sixty percent, sixty five percent. I'm good. Some of it was good. Yeah, um, I'm excited about the uh, Vincent Neil Emerson album coming out. Shooter Jennings produced that, Ooh. which that means it's going to be one. that's going to be nailed. Well, yeah, but after the Jason Bolton, that Jason Boland one makes up for like three. Shooter, he's doing so. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, share this song in our group chat. But it's a really fucking cool song. Uh, if you know anything about Emerson, well, if, yeah, so the guy it's uh, Vincent Neil Emerson, and if you know anything about the, um. The battle of like little bighorn and how the warriors thought that they had they could paint themselves with invincible invincible not invisible invincible paint like they had this whole belief they could be invincible this song touches on that and it's really fucking cool okay so i'll share that but yeah yeah there's there's a lot of music it's kind of hard to pinpoint it's it's there's a lot of good shit did out there, you listen you know? to that morgan the new morgan wade album i did i didn't like it really okay I thought it was better than Turnpikes, honestly. I'm off of her. It's just, it, I don't know. Okay, no worries. It's just, it's just not the sound that I thought I, she was going to be. I'm happy for. Her. I hope she's successful. 100. percent Yes, Sarah Shook did that to me. Her, uh, her, like fourth album was not was not good. Yeah, I was like, okay, like she's doing a whole other thing. I'm, that's fine. Yep. Aaron, what do you got? Uh, nothing. I'm listening to. Little Barry a lot, B A R R I E. Is it kind of like is it Lil Barry or Little? Little oh. Little Barry, just like rock and roll music. Very yeah. General. You shared a song by them uh, last week or so. Yeah. Anything I've been uh, on that for a few months. How's the uh, Black Sabbath foray going? Yeah, I mean, like that. I mean, that came and went. I'm on Little Barry right now. Um, I'm wondering. I'm I'm gonna get you into metal. So like, it's not a. I can, I can do a solid progression all the way from like, 
Okay, give me you, back to Black Sabbath, and and you've got a chance. That's what I'm saying. Is if here. I if but, I can like, give you if I can give Sabbath you Sabbath is like straight acid rock. You know what I'm saying? It is not like acid that is rock. cool. It is not acid. That is rock. acid rock. It is not rock and roll. No. I can go yeah, back I, to Queens of the Stone Age. I hear they got new music coming out all the time. I, I just watched a Josh Homme interview. It's fantastic. Anything JM like listens to in his truck that you or I would find tolerable. No, but I'm saying is I could build you I could build you a custom I could build you a Spotify playlist in custom order that could get you from like Black Sabbath all the way to some of the gnarly deathcore that I listen to and it would take a minute, but as you listen to it, it'd be like well, you know what? It'd be like a, it'd be like putting a frog in cold water and then boiling them. You know, they don't know they're being boiled as you just gradually adjust the temperature up. So, if you were to take the overhead view of it, it would just be like this gradient of all the way from Black Sabbath to death metal, and you go, oh. Okay, so like this builds on this, builds on this, builds on this, builds on this. You know what bands are like that? It's it's like Caius and the that. Desert Sessions. Okay. Like that's where I find uh, the entry to like black metal, you know? Uh, yeah, because like there's definitely sludgy some. stuff. There's definitely the sludgy, some. bluesy stuff is, is kind of more my, uh, my situation. Because I really, I really only have to get you to like Alice in Chains, and once I get you to Alice in Chains, most people don't realize how heavy Alice in Chains is until you put you put another melodic metal band right next to it, and you're like, oh, oh, Alice in Chains is just fucking crunchy. Alice in Chains, here comes the here comes the rooster. No, I'm talking stuff like. Um, like cuts. no, not even deep. No, these are all these are all big, big songs for them. Like "Bleed the Freak," uh, "Man in a Box." "Man in the Box" Man is the box. like is super crunchy. It is heavy. Yeah, yeah. The guitar is that's the only way to, way to define that riff is crunchy. Like, it, like it, crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, it's super crunchy, and it's just one like halftime breakdown away from being a good metalcore song where they just stop halfway and he's like, "Man in a Box." Doom. Do, 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 do. And they they just get. Where does Metallica uh, lie on that that spectrum? Yeah, so Metallica would probably, depending on the Metallica song, it would probably actually be not too far after. Shoot me an album. Not too far on Metallica, because I'm I'm actually at a point in my life where Metallica is not too far off. I mean Sabbath. Well, was let's a really. Let fun Metallica is not that. Let me get you much of a leap from Black Sabbath. Do you listen What's to? That? But other than Rooster, do you listen to Alice in Chains? Or do you know, like, okay, so let me start you off with Alice in Chains then, because there's albums I could recommend. They're like, oh, shit, yeah, and then I can. Well, hold re- on. I want to hear Cody's input here, because okay. I, I think he's got something to say here. No, no, all I was saying was, like, there's not that big of a leap between Black Sabbath and there's Metallica. N- there's 100%. I should just start digesting some Metallica. No, 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 let me close the gap. What I'm saying now, is let me Metallica close the gap. Does dive into speed metal for a bit. They are they, well. They start out as a speed metal band. That's what I'm saying. They do start out as speed metal, but once you get to ninety, it's kind of like Motorhead. That's speed metal. Yes, right. right? Yeah. So, so now Motorhead is Motorhead is thrash metal. Yep. Yeah, we're getting like we're in that. There's not a whole lot of difference between I speed really and thrash. Enjoy th- I really enjoy Motorhead. So like speed is truly how fast can we play yeah. and thrash is more about like there is a rhyme and a reason but it's still fast as fuck. See, I look at thrash metal and I'm like, okay, this is metal but it's got like a punk rock 
ness to it. Right, and Motorhead good. defines that for sure. Let me, you know what, oh. while we're talking about it, um, Aaron, just go ahead. Um, I'm going to close the gap for you. If I can get you, I can get you to Metallica in two, two albums. So I can get you from, you were listening to Paranoid, right? Uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. So God, I love that song. Yeah, but that was the album, wasn't it? I thought it was Masters of Reality, but I could have it wrong. Okay, okay. Uh, I, can, I mean, I listened to the whole thing, and they even had some psychedelic stuff on there. I was surprised. I oh, was yeah. Like, no, 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 no. God damn, here we go. 100%. So I can get you to that album. I can get you to Metallica from that album in two recommendations. Um, the first... Oh, man. Now, here's the question. Do you care about lyrics or do you care about like the cool? Because I, I know I got to fit the garage side of this to make it appealing to you. Um, because there's some like really cool metal bands that maybe don't even have lyrics, like Polyphia. Polyphia has this overrunning, um, like this super. And some of my favorite artists are just instrumental artists. Okay. Like the Hermanos Gutierrez boys. Okay. Um, those guys are out of South America, and they're doing like all this uh, Spanish guitars, uh, Sergio Leone style guitar rock, and it's just guitars, beautiful. But also, it's, it's you're like, okay, there's eight albums of this. I'm good. You know, I just need one for when I'm on ayahuasca in Costa Rica or something. Okay, so this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna get you from Black Bitter, Sabbath. Yeah, Black Sabbath to Metallica, but I want to give you two albums in between. Um, so the way I'm going to do it first is their first album is going to be Alice in Chains, um, and we're going to go with Alice in Chains' self-titled album, released in 1995. Um, because it's a good mixture of mellow and heavy. Um, okay. Like dirt, okay. w- dirt would be the heavy, dirt. W- the album in 1992 would be the heavy album. Um, Allison, this self-titled one is a good mixture of heavy with songs like uh, Head Creeps, Grinds, um, Again, God Am, um, and then you got like some mellower songs, Nothing Song, Brush Away, So Close, Over Now, um, and then some just like cool experimental shit. And then after that, you're gonna go to um, you're gonna go to Anthrax Stomp four four two. Okay, got that one written down. Okay, and then we're just gonna start you off super basic. I think Metallica's Black Album is probably the. Um, it's going to be Metallica. Entry level Metallica? Yeah, Metallica remastered. Um, so this is going to have Enter Sandman, Sad But True, Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam, Don't Tread On Me, Nothing Else Matters, um, the songs that you're familiar with. From there... I mean, those are great rock and roll songs. I definitely could stand listening to them from order. From on there... The or if on the, you, yep. Hundred percent. From there, you could get into the Master of Puppets album if you really wanted to. Suggest it. Ride the Lightning, also good. Justice for All. I would also go. Good. I would go. Ride the Lightning. Hold light- on, hold on. No, Cody. What was that? Because I got, I got three JMs right here. 
Well, uh, no, mean, no, no, no. So I would do Metallica's whole discography from but but we got getting we got to Black Album, but we got to ease him into okay. it. So you got to go with the stuff he knows, which is Black Album. And okay, then in the Master of Puppets. Sandman one time. Sounds like Master of Puppets is probably a Dude. really safe place to start for any entry level Metallica guy. And, okay. and I I don't even know this to be Aaron, true. You've seen old the movie Old School, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so like when the black van shows up and it's the fucking <laughs> speed metal, yeah. that is Master of Puppets. Yes. Master 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 of Puppets. Okay, I actually I actually like that stuff quite yes. a bit. Like, you I'm can not hear, even funny like, about ju- it anymore. I just described that scene to you, and you just heard that song in your head. I, I can did. almost guarantee it. Yeah, so Black, so Metallica's self-titles in 1991. Master Puppets is Oh, and is it's in, about drug addiction. Yep. Master Puppets is in 86. <laughs> Ride the Lightning's the first album. I would go, just to, to get you all the way into, like, what Metallica is, I would go... I would go self-titled Master Puppets. I'd go all the way back to 86. Then I would jump up to And Justice for All in 88. And then I would go to Ride the Lightning. You guys, we could probably pick apart music for hours. Is this metal? Yeah. Uh, or is it, this classic rock? No, no, no. It's metal. It's metal. That is metal. Black Album is classic rock. Yeah. So, And they okay. even talk. There's a lot of metalheads. Um, in fact, uh, Cannibal Corpse just released a new album. Um, and the drummer, for, <laughs> yes. the drummer for Cannibal Corpse is talking death about, defying fetus. Yeah, or fucking whatever. I don't know. So the drummer Cannibal for Corpse. the drummer for Cannibal Corpse is talking about this in an interview, uh, or he did a like a radio takeover, and he's talking about it. And he goes, "I remember listening to Metallica, and people, you know, the band members of Slayer, the band members of um, uh, Sepultura, like." They're listening to Metallica and going, nothing like this has existed before. What is yeah, this? They, 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 they made their own thing. And yeah. They so they took it. they took the metal of <laughs> they took the metal of Judas Priest. They took the metal of Black Sabbath. They took even what Slayer was doing, um, and they they became like the transition point. So all these like death metal, death core, doom metal, any kind of variation of whatever you think of metal is out there right now effectively jumps off because of this bridge that Metallica builds between the metal you know of as uh, as Judas Priest, as you know, the 70s, 80s, what I kind of laugh at when I think of metal. Um, but Metallica is that bridge between that and just that that doom deep whatever visceral metal is today. It's all because of them, effectively. There's other bands involved. They they really help jump it off. Man, all that shit sounds cool. And um, I mean, I guess Queens of the Stone Age have been sitting under my nose for for years, and I didn't even realize that they. And other folks like Metallica were the link to some of those other things. Dave Grohl, Dave uh, Grohl recorded the first uh, Queens of the Stone Age album for him because they didn't have a drummer. So Dave did all the drums on their first album and then t- did their first tour with them because they were missing a drummer. And then from Queens of the Stone Age, you get Eagles of Death Metal. And from them, yep. you get a whole siege at a Paris nightclub. 100%. I was over in Europe when that happened. I actually had a buddy of mine. Yeah, that was I remember that. And my buddy of mine was on pass in Paris from Romania when that happened. That was probably nutty. Yeah. But 
Well, we'll get Check you there, guys. Aaron. Next thing you know, you're going to be listening to you're going to be listening to some um, Slaughter to Prevail with me. Um, you're going to be listening to some like Akasha Strain. I'm going to get you into uh, whoa, we no. butter we whoa, butter the no. toast with butter. Um, that's a band name. Yeah, we butter our to- we butter the toast with butter. There's another good one, uh, buried alive, but it's B E R R I E D. It's like a berry, like a strawberry, buried alive. And oh god, let me just read you some of these song titles. One, they have their own. Oh, whoa, whoa, own, whoa. Like, I was just getting ready to try to dart out of here, buddy. I mean, like, what oh, are we talking about? Hold on a second. Also, Aaron, I would highly recommend a one song from the band Green Jelly, where it's a heavy metal version of Three Little Pigs. Oh, that's a good one. All right, so this is off the album uh, The Mixed Grape. You have song number one is Bomegranate, um, and then you have Strawberry Serenity, Lemon Drop, Fig Saw, Grape Digger, Blood Orange, Preserves, Starfish Man, Heavy Blanket, Princess Blanket, Post Office, and Eliminati. It's like ninety percent of his songs are have some kind of berry pun in them or some kind it's of fruit. Kind pun of out. amazing, and then what it's does it just kind of silly? Sound and cute. Like? I mean, it's metal. Is it, it's like fucking is it metal. Bear, is it berry puns? And then it's like screaming. So, vocals so and this like is one of those. Drums? This is one of those that uh, is a lot of like instrumental shit. There are there are a lot of vocals in it. It just tends to be a little more stuff. Uh, ghost uh, zombie, lime scene instead of crime scene. Pomicide, seeds of doubt. Night Pears, Wargourd, Hot Guava, Pear, <laughs> A Shoot, Master Peach, <laughs> uh, The Greatest, and Crambition. <laughs> the guy's a genius. Like, the the way he names stuff. What, what are some other good also ones? Also might be autistic. I don't yeah. know. The Pun Isher, uh, The Grape Depression, Planet of the Grapes, Burst Berry, Prunatic, Fruit Punch, Legend Berry, Drive By Fruiting. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. There you go. Oh. Aaron, we'll get okay. Aaron, you you got my list. Uh work through it. See if you agree with kind of like the gradient I built. Berry and all that. No, no, no. Just let's just get you to Metallica in two albums okay. and then get you through the Metallica okay. gradient. And then from there we can get you to we can get you to stuff. See if you like well, it. Well, I've got my homework here. Yeah. It shouldn't take you too long. I think it's good. Um, yeah. Uh, and before we get into socials, I just want to make sure that um, if anybody, uh, is anybody going to see any movies or anything? There are no, some good movies. Okay, there are some good movies out. Man, Oppenheimer was a lot of, a lot of fun. Wait, you saw Oppenheimer over Barbie? What a fucking fascist. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. That Barbie's good though. You should watch it. I wanted to go. Yeah, s- I wanted I to know. go see the hill. There's this whole thing that I have in my head where I'm like, I'm a straight man. I am absolutely not going to go see Barbie, even though the best, the only person I want to see in Barbie is Robin. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Mar- 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 <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan <laughs> Gosling. As a straight I, man, I the only person I want to see in Barbie is Ryan Gosling, and I love. Fucking Margot Robbie so much. I'm she quite even know straight. Her. I made two children, and I went to the movie theater and saw Barbie it because of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, he's hot. Well, if anybody, oh, Michael Sarah's in it. Yeah, if anybody decides well, to no, go it's, see, it's, 
it's Ryan Gosling. You know, you don't understand. Like I have seen every Ryan Gosling movie because stuff, his stuff is amazing. So. So. Oh, Jim, are you gonna tell us about the new Paw Patrol movie coming out? No, I was gonna say if anybody goes goes to see anything, um, movie, I don't know, a play, anything like that. Try not to get Beetlejuiced uh, by Lauren Boebert while you're there. Um, I mean, so speaking of getting Beetlejuiced in a movie, the uh, the what the one place to definitely get Beetlejuiced in high school was Round Rock Movies Eight, and yeah, the dollar th- the dollar theater. And now it's going to become a church. Oh, good for them. So they're going to need to like hire like a biohazard team to get all the jizz out of there and probably an exorcist because I bet there's been a smortion. 100%. 100%. Love it. All right. uh, Let's do some social. How do you unsticky those floors after decades of teenage hand jobs? You do do the warrior leader course standard of if it smells clean, it is clean. You put about half a thing of fake-ass pine saw into a mop bucket, and you keep the floor so wet that as soon as somebody walks in, their eyes water, and they can't do a full inspection. They're like, yep, it's clean, right? Because if it smells clean, it is clean. That's a really good way of looking at that. Yeah, if it smells clean, it is clean. I like that. <laughs> so really, you just like get a bucket and put it in a corner, don't clean anything, and just have it the fumes bomb the room. Well, this is the – I mean, Aaron – yeah, Cody, we all did this, like in basic training or anything like that. We were supposed oh, no, to. Oh, no, no, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, you use. You're supposed to use one cap. Uh, it's quite yeah. literally like one cap of concentrate, and people just dump that hoe in there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and it, then your eyes water, and everybody's like nauseous, and then there's like you know you get ten percent disability because of it. Uh, but yeah, no. Some of my fi- some of my finest work was using a floor buffer in Fort Benning. Yeah, if it smells clean. Also, it some fine. of my finest academic moments. <laughs> was huffing uh, floor cleaner. Oh my god, that's wonderful! All right, yeah. uh, Bo- boiling my ACUs behind the building okay. in a old oil dumpster for you know whatever. Yeah, just to get them clean for inspection during the middle of basic, so you didn't get yelled at for having dirt on your shoes during the middle of basic training. You're still going to get yelled at. It was actually a f- the whole time is a fool's game. Hundred percent. Hey, <laughs> right. uh, socials hit us up drunk weekend review at gmail.com for all the old school listeners, pretty little loggers at gmail.com. We're still on Instagram at drunk weekend review. We're on the website, formerly known as Twitter, uh, which is known as X, even though the URL is twitter.com at DWIR podcast. Um, big shout out to Elon Musk for supplying uh, reliable internet for again the third week in a row, uh, working off this Starlink. Big fan of it. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com slash drunk week in review uh, threads. If threads is still a thing, we have threads. Uh, but, but, but no upcoming elections. I did them last week. Uh, no upcoming elections because as you're hearing this, hopefully you're hearing it on a Friday. I am changing the release format. I am releasing less than 48 hours after we record, approximately, uh, approximately 36 hours after we record, because we talk about topical shit, and I'm tired of shit changing between when we talk about it and six days later when it releases. So we record on a Wednesday. We are now releasing Friday mornings. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Other than that, closing thoughts? None. Close them thoughts, girl. Let me see you close thoughts. Jesus. Yeah, I already made my I already made my Bobert one liner. 
just remember, the people in the House of Representatives don't care about you and don't care about what you stand for. They only care about their messaging until it's time to pay for the things that their messaging is talking about, such as border security. Dirt tracks in Panama City. That's right. Um, also, it should be noted that a, uh, a higher up in the Republican committee called him Matt Getz instead of Matt Gates. so get fucked Matt Getz. There you go. Matt Gates. Gates. We're your friends of the community. Sorry, Aaron's mom. Cody, take us home. <laughs> Uh, good night. We love you.